tell your friends, the Mark and Max show is back and better than ever. Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Max show, Friday edition. Buddy, we made it. Uh, I love Friday. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. It's a double dinger. Man. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. It deserves a third one, a light one. There you go. <laughs> Raining through a lot of our area. Yeah. And um, I would be praying for those uh, folks in the Ukraine and Russia, to be honest with you. Yeah. Pray for all the, 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 the citizenry because, mm-hmm. you know, this is, if you can imagine, a lot of people in the U.S. Um, are not reacting to this um, in a way that makes sense. I really don't understand, you know, mm-hmm. the lack of understanding. Yeah. And yesterday, um, we don't. I don't watch The View uh, because oh, I'm gosh. I'm not a liberal oh. pinko commie woman. Oh, but no. Joy Behar, um, Joy Behar actually is such an elitist whatever. She actually made a comment that, you know, this was going to, that she was really bothered because she hasn't been, she wanted to go to Italy, but because of COVID, she hadn't been able to go and she was planning on going. How is this thing going to affect her ability to travel to Europe? Yeah. I mean, she said that out loud, Mark. Yeah. The Russians are bombing hospitals. People are getting killed. She's worried about her vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Right. Yeah. You had 137 people dead in the first day. Yeah. And the possibility that maybe, I mean, if this goes the way it looks, 50,000 dead, 5 million displaced. Mm-hmm. You've got Ukraine is basically, and I'm going to have to go double down and look, but yeah, there are like, they've got a bigger population than Poland. They've mm-hmm. got the second largest landmass. They've got the third best economy. I mean, the Ukraine is not something to just dismiss. No. It's like back in the day, okay, if you can imagine, when they were a part of the Soviet Union, the Soviet Union took advantage of that, of the right. state that was U- the Ukraine. And it was a bad relationship. And when everything split apart, the, the former Soviet Union became different nations like Russia, Ukraine, and what have you. Yeah. Russia has been like the the abusive ex-boyfriend to the yeah, Ukraine. Really has, you know? Yeah. And, and now he's been camping out on the front yard terrorizing it. And mm-hmm. Ukraine is like, you know, at some point I'm going to do something. So just be in prayer because yeah. it's a lot more than just an inconvenience for your European travel plans, Joy wow. Behar. Yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag show where the only show that truly cares about Yankee candles. <laughs> I don't even know what a Yankee candle is, Mark. I'm kind of curious, but. Well, I'm married to a woman I'm who knows it out what there they because, are. You know, we've got every day, by the way. Ah, bless your heart, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I've heard about Yankee candles, and yeah. I always thought they were a candle with pinstripes. Mm, well, no. we go into a store if they've got Yankee candles. There's this, ooh, Yankee candles. <laughs> and, I, and I just look at her and say, I'll be in the car. You know, because she's going to yeah. be there a while. <laughs> it takes that in me when I'm, if I'm ever out with LaDonna and we have to stop somewhere to shop, I walk her to the door <laughs> or I drop her off at the door and then I go find a place, you know, 
That, that DVD very, in the uh, QX56 is made for Dave. Not that is kid. very kind of you because I don't. I just. I just park and say, "Okay, you know where the car is now. I'll be right here." <laughs> so. Oh uh-uh. no! I drop them. I drop, drop you off, and then just text uh, me when you're ready, baby. I'll right. be back. <laughs> yeah. Well, police say over a thousand dollars worth of ca- Yankee candles was stolen from a CVS in Lancaster pa- uh, County, Pennsylvania, uh, last September. According to the cops, they received several tips through their Crime Watch website after posting the incident last October. The investigation with the tips allowed the police to file felony retail theft and criminal conspiracy charges against Inez N. London, she's 23, and 23-year-old Isa M. Pizarro Rosello and Dakai A. Jackson, wow. she's 22. Police say the uh, say London and Pizarro Rosello turned themselves into the police and were released on bail. They're currently waiting their court proceedings. Police are still looking for Jackson. She's <laughs> Jackson had a felony theft warrant issued for the incident. Three people, Dude. $1,000 worth of candles. And since you're not familiar with them, I'll let you know, that was about four of them. Four candles. <laughs> what? They're pricey. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where you can go to the main website, LifeRadio.fm. Join us for the daily Bible reading. Make sure you share this with folks everywhere on your social media. And, um, and, and maybe go buy us a Yankee candle. Can we resell? <laughs> Mark, we were talking about this a little while ago. Okay. <laughs> These three ladies, you know, steal a thousand dollars with the Yankee candles. Yep. And you're like, that's like four. I know you're exaggerating, but yeah. they're, they're candles, right? I mean, yeah. they are still a candle. I mean, right. it's wax with a wick coming out, right? Exactly. Yeah. And, and, uh, and the ladies, okay. the ladies just love these things. I don't get it. Right. Okay. Yeah. But I'm okay, one of those, so I'm one of those guys. Basically, we walk- need to have a Mark and Matt candle is what we got to have. That's what we need. Ah, uh, yeah. I wonder what that would smell like. What, what scent would that be? <laughs> Bacon? because <laughs> whoa mark you know that would sell that's our marketing you know right would. there that's it the bacon, the bacon candle. candle oh i'm getting it mark the our our weekend uh work you i know you and michael go hitting the thrift stores tomorrow morning i will be in the basement working on the bacon candle oh the yankee candle the mark and matt candle there you go liferadio.fm the mark and mac show and you know we make jokes about everything (laughs) (laughs) i found out the other day mark that not everybody shares our sense of humor and i thought may because somebody had sent me an email about i was making fun about the 600 pound show that i watch yeah and uh people that have you know my 600 pound life or whatever and right you know i got one of those offended well i can't believe you joke about it. i'm like okay look you know something that always used to bother me and i mean beyond the fact that jim and tammy faye baker bothered me uh-huh. when i would watch their show because you know ptl back in the day if you were in radio and you did a morning show mocking ptl man mm-hmm. years of comedy out of that show absolutely and when yeah. When you had, remember in the late 80s when all these televangelists were on TV crying, you know, begging for mercy and begging for more money? I mean, I know I'm in jail and I know I got a post bail. Please right, yeah. send me more money, you know? <laughs> um, and, yeah, you know, the picture of Jim Baker in the corner, you know, yeah, in the fetal uh-huh. position crying, sucking his thumb. Okay. Right. Yeah. So all that's going <clears throat> on. And I would watch PTL just 
because it was past the loot. You know, it was just this right. big mockery of something that I hold dear. And there you, but there were a couple of guests they would have on the show. And there was one in particular that drove me batty because he was so big. Oh yeah. And it's like, I get it. If you've got, you know, hyperthyroidism or whatever that causes weight gain. But when you look at somebody and you can tell that this is somebody who John Panette would not go to a buffet with because they would end up in a street brawl. Okay. <laughs> when you got a guy that big. And he's sitting on the gold-plated couch looking across from Tammy Faye Baker and having to back up because her eyelashes are beating him all over his belly. You know, that just grossed me out. And I thought, you know, gluttony is right here. Come on. You got greed. You got gluttony. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not pointing a bony finger of righteous indignation. But you know what? If you're going to be on the TV claiming something, you might want to live it, you know. Yeah. But anyway, and so... This lady really called me to task over talking about people being overweight, which obviously she is. And yeah. I apologize for offending you. No, I don't. Because you know what? If that gets you off the couch and into, you know, an exercise routine and mm -hmm. eating healthy for, you know, then fine. But it's a funny show. Yeah. Um, I watched Mark. Just going to I watched one last night. Oh. LaDonna and I bond over these things because usually, you know. I'm look, looking at my belly. I make my belly talk to her now. You know? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, <laughs> Santa, all Santa's belly did was, you know, <laughs> jiggle. Great. Mine talks. But <laughs> while I was watching the show last night, there was this chick. She just didn't want to lose weight. She's 45, bed bound. And she's been able to arrange her whole life. Mm -hmm. So, like, she's on disability. Her insurance pays for her to have, you know, care every day. So, she has, like, imagine this. You don't have to get out of bed. All your meals are brought to you. They're cooked for you. You have help 24, you know, that comes to your house and aids you in everything you have. I mean, you got a servant and it's all paid for. Yeah. Why would you change your life? Mm -hmm. You know, if changing your life is going to create pain and agony and suffering, you know, anyway, and watching that, I, I told LaDonna in the, almost before the credits were done rolling, there's no way, you know, there's no way. She's really done a great job pre preparing her whole life to eat until yeah. she dies. And there's no way she's losing weight. Yeah. And, of course, she didn't and blamed everybody else. That was the whole thing. I yeah. love it when they blame everybody else. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I'm blaming you because I eat too much. Yeah. I mean, dude. She ate a family, like, you know, when you go through the drive-thru and get, like, a bucket or a box yes, of chicken the with the all the sides. family size meal, yeah, yeah. And you can feed four and have some left over. Uh-huh. She ate it and wanted to dag on dessert, man. Oh, oh That's how much gosh. she could eat. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Oh. Look, when you weigh over 600 pounds, you have to eat nearly 10,000 calories a day yeah. just to maintain weight, yeah. to not lose weight. Yeah. 10,000 calories a day? You've counted calories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. That's a lot. It is a lot. It's a lot, lot. I mean, it's 10 <laughs> times. Anyway. That's like 10 times. Well, almost 10 times the amount the doctor, this doctor guy, Dr. Now, will tell him. Yeah, he says yeah. 1,200. So you're at 10,000. You're almost 10 yeah. times the uh, the amount yeah. of his diet, his daily right. diet. That's just, yeah. it's crazy. And the, yeah, yeah, his diet, just so you know, is a 1,200 calorie, uh, um, no carb diet, right? Uh, you know, high protein, yeah. no carbs. And <laughs> the thing is when you weigh that much, you can lose a hundred pounds a month. You know, uh -huh. when you're over 600 pounds, right. you lose a hundred pounds and people go, wow, you're, I can see it in your face. And you know what? Look, you lost a hundred pounds and that's it. <laughs> I, that's the job. My face. Thing. Yes. <laughs> there. <laughs> my face was the size of a manhole cover. <laughs> Nobody told me. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, 
the bad thing about this is that w- during our vac- recent vacation, when I'm trying to plan meals, you know, we're we're walking around these Disney parks and I'm and I'm uh, trying to get reservations for meals and I'm looking at menus and things like that. And I and now because of this, because of this this the fat people TV show and the Doctor No and all this stuff we've talked about so many times, I'm noticing the calorie counts <laughs> on the meals. And before I just wouldn't, I would have said, oh, let's go eat there. That looks great. And now I'm like, that's, that's, that one meal is the calorie intake for Dr. No for a day, you know? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show. And you know, Mark, as we, you and I look at the world, we do look at it a little bit different than than many public Christians. Um, I, I say public Christians because so many people who claim to be a Christian actually live two different lives. The life we live at church and the life we live at work and, you know, hmm. outside yeah. the church. And the thing is, is that, you know, that doesn't have to happen. You actually can be what you are. I think that sometimes the best version of ourselves is at church. Yeah. That's how we want to be. That's, we want to be perceived that way. We want to be bold and everything else. Well, you know, it's easy to be a Christian at church. It's not a real difficult thing. Outside is where it gets a little tough. Yeah. And that's why church is like a pep rally, man. If you're actually living, you know, if you're living out loud, if you're doing that kind of a life, you need the comfort of church to go in and actually get a little breather, you know, and, education and all that. And I think that's one of the things that you and I have bumped up against for many, many years on radio and TV. Um, it's like people can become offended because we actually say things that are truthful. Yeah. And I go back to Scott Dawson. I will never forget him sitting in the studio and he said, Jesus didn't say, follow my followers. Mm. you know that, and, and that's the thing we follow him. So anyway, I just kind of, I, one of the greatest gifts for me in my adult life has been Mark Congleton uh-huh. having Mark every day, starting my day that way, because it truly is a challenge. You know, when you lay it out there publicly, let me tell you what, man, you know, it's, it, it, it doesn't come without, you know, slings and arrows. True. You just have to know where the comfort is and where mm. the peace is and, yeah. and why you're bold in it. Because I know Mark, you and I both know that, there is a freedom in being what you claim to be right. not hiding it, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, it, by the way, it doesn't mean you go to work carrying the, the biggest King James Bible you can find, right? Slapping it on your desk and, you know, continually quoting and judging. Hmm. That is not what it's about. Jesus yeah. didn't do that. He shared. He, and it's just not what he did. Yeah. Oh. I get frustrated sometimes. I, you know what? It's interesting. We talk about the Big Bang Theory, and we talk about young, you know, right. young Sheldon, and and, oh, yeah. and on this mm-hmm. show, we talk about those shows. One yep. of the reasons that we do is because we enjoy the way they have treated Christianity on the shows, and they, mm-hmm. and it's they they Sheldon Sheldon Cooper's mother is a dev, a devout Christian. She's a very <laughs> religious woman. Mm-hmm. I won't say she is a very Christian woman. I'll say she is a very religious woman. And one of the things about that, if you want to see that struggle going out, they're actually doing a really good job of playing that particular struggle out in his mom on young Sheldon, Mm -hmm. where she faces stuff on a daily basis that everybody else says, you're crazy for not appreciating this. Well, that's a sin. Well, (laughs) 
<laughs> and then she realizes, well, maybe not so much, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> but it's funny. She, yeah. You're right. She is like a punchline. She is she the is. She's sitcom yeah. religious person. Yeah. She's yeah. a caricature of and, Christianity. And that's what, but, but that's what a lot of people see and think. That's exactly right. That's where I was going. People, that's what yep. people think Christianity is. And it just isn't. That is the people who have bought into the stereotype of Christianity. That's right. not Christianity. And Christianity is a is a very different thing. We like to say it's a relationship, not a religion. Well, that's another mm-hmm. bumper sticker phrase. You know, that's one of those oh, things. Yeah. And I really don't like bumper sticker Christianity. I just don't. Mm. But uh, wow. But it's the the. The more time you spend, which is this, which is why we encourage the daily Bible reading thing, reading through the Bible in a year. The more time you spend with the Word, the more you recognize truth, and the more you recognize truth, the more you realize your life should be lived along the lines of truth, and that's what sets you free. Jesus said, "Continue in my Word, you'll know the truth. The truth will make you free." And well, in some tra- some translations use the word make. Some translations use the word set. Mm-hmm. I like make yeah. because I think it's a progress. I think it's mm-hmm. little by little you are made free as you continue following him and his word. That's why it's so important. You recognize truth and you cling to truth and you live that and you realize it's not about the caricature. It's not about the stereotype. It's about it's about learning how to live life and everything about life the way God intended it, designed and intended it to be lived. And we've fallen from that. You know, Adam did a good job of setting up, setting this pace for us. You know, we fell from that, and, now, and we've been trying to, str- to struggle along and make it on our own for all these years, and we've bought into the making it on our own caricature and lie mm-hmm. instead of just following the truth. That's why it's so important. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and not that we're against exercise by any stretch of the imagination, but friends, we run through these long song sets of music. We run to the uh, bathroom during, you know, we spend a lot of time running, I'm telling Uh, you. Oh, yeah. So much so that when I see somebody doing it like, you know, a runner takes on the Canadian half marathon, I'm thinking, why? We do it every (laughs) day. Every, every day, day in here. Every oh, day. Come on. Well, a runner I, in out in Every out. weekend, I'm watching sports on TV. I oh, run yeah. from the recliner to the, I, you know. Not afraid of sports, not afraid of running. I can watch it from a distance all day long. A runner hey, yeah. in an Alberta half marathon attempted, here we go, a Guinness World Record by taking uh-huh. on this 13.1-mile course while wearing 90, count them, 90 T-shirts. David... Hmm. David Iluk ran Sunday's hypothermic half marathon in Edmonton while wearing 90 T-shirts in an attempt to break the Guinness World Record of 76 shirts, which was set by British runner David Smith in 2019. He told the Global News after the race, it hurt. It feels great to be done. I had an amazing team behind me. He said he trained for five months before the attempt, but still hit some unforeseen difficulties from the weight and constriction of his wardrobe. Quote, I had a lot of issues with the constriction on my arms in the first lap, and the crew was able to help me get through that. He says evidence from uh, his attempt is being submitted to Guinness World Records for official recognition. Quote, there were a lot of great stories that came out of yesterday's race, and mine was only one of them. Everyone should be proud of their individual accomplishments. Well, he should drive for NASCAR. I mean, if he can just name off sponsors, he'd be set. Right. I'm just, 
All I'm thinking, Mark, is why? You know, I mean, is there ever going to be a time in I mean, I get it. Guinness Book of World Records are sometimes, as you've pointed out, they're just made up. Yes. But I can't imagine you and I sitting around and saying, hey, Mark, when we run to the store to, you know, take our next batch of bacon-scented candles from the Mark and Mac lot, you know, then I want to see if I can put a hundred Mark and Mac show t-shirts on and run the whole way there. I just, that just doesn't no. come up in conversation. No, no, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I don't want, you know, I don't want to be the little brother in the Christmas story, you know, <laughs> with the hundred layers oh, of yeah. clothes on. Cause that's what this guy had to have looked like. He had to look like the yeah, Michelin you know man, you know, just, you bring that thing up and all I'm thinking is that movie, the Christmas, it, I like it. It's funny. Ha ha. Yeah. But those are the cryingest bunch of kids I've <laughs> ever seen in my life. Oh, liferadio.fm the mark mac show where every day every day's a party every meal's a feast it's just like mardi gras without the beads Woo-hoo! <laughs> today be friday and yay uh, <laughs> mark i had to ask you a question i i got a text I, it was day yesterday or day before i meant to ask you about this wow and it's from a uh a a, a company claiming that i have uh gotten behind on my car payment huh now it's a text right. from a company that I, I don't have a car finance. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I don't have a car payment like that. Mm-hmm. And I have in years past, you know, but never with this particular company. Right. And I thought, Hey, this is going to be one of those scammers. So I immediately look up the number, find out who, you know, what's, and it was real. It was actually, this is the clay. And I'm like, so wait a minute, <laughs> you know, <laughs> somebody gave your phone number to him. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, who did this? Because they're saying, I'm late on a bill. And so I called the number, right? Well, it's automated. And it's saying, put your uh, um, your phone number, or no, your the account number or your social security number. No. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> no, I'm not going to give you it, my social. If you sent me the text saying I'm, you know, <laughs> it, it was just one of those moments where I went, yeah. what? And then you were talking off air about, are you getting a credit limit on a card that you don't really use yeah. and they just keep increasing it. Yeah. So the whole idea here, they're trying to get me to call and pay somebody else's car off and yeah. you're getting a company over here saying, Hey, here's, it's like the hook, worm on the hook, man. We've got more money for you. Here's enough credit line to buy a, I almost said a used car, but no, you can't do that now. Yeah. It'd be kind of tough, wouldn't it? It would. I'm yeah. serious, man. The, uh, I was thinking about that the other day of if you were, yeah, man, if you were old, and I mean this, you're, you're old and they're offering you credit. Mm. How much, I mean, would you take that <laughs> money and do the whole world, you know, I don't 80, know. the way 80 countries in 80 days or whatever. I, let's, let's just, I, if, if I had just been to the doctor and he says, you've got about a year to live. <laughs> right. I'm like, let's see. I got uh, this million. Hey Jane, we're going on a trip. <laughs> you, they, you know? I'm going to send you the script for Joe versus the volcano, Mark. You need to watch that. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show, and you know, Mark, a couple of minutes ago, you're talking about traveling, right? Mm-hmm. And here's here's one for you. I mean, I'm just. 
the bus is rolling. It's Friday. You and yeah. I are not on our game today. No, just going to no, throw no. it out there. Yeah, I don't know what's going on, but something weird's happening. <laughs> Mark Sinuses, and I'm just yeah. not. That's the thing. When Mark Sinuses are messing with him, you really find out how <laughs> Dave's nuts. There's something wrong. <laughs> Dave, have you ever been tested? Because Sheldon's mother had him tested, and I'm just kind of wondering, you know. You should have gone to. Houston. I'm just learning to. In, I'm in learning to ignore the voices in my head. That's what it is. Yeah, you know? it. All right. Hard hat mysteriously yeah. travels thirty three hundred miles. Mark. Yeah, he did. A man in Norway discovered a main. Department of Transportation hard hat more than 3,300 miles away from its home. Um, Sigbjorn Eide said he was collecting trash earlier this month along Norway's coast when he came across a white hard hat buried in seaweed. He spotted an American flag and a main DOT logo on the hard hat. When he got home later that day, he said he found out that the hat belonged to the main Department of Transportation and reached out to the department through social media. He told Maine DOT on February 8th that he was astonished and impressed about the long voyage that small helmet had taken. Well, on Tuesday, Maine DOT posted on Facebook that Mr. Ide had found that hat miles away from Maine. Quote, uh, Sigbjorn was on a walk and found a Maine DOT hard hat in a fjord about 3,300 miles from Maine DOT headquarters. We're not quite sure how this happened, but we're glad we have a new pen pal. A Maine DOT <laughs> spokesperson said the department won't ask I to return the hat and is planning to send him some items from the state. Interesting. Yeah. Earl Smith posted a picture of himself on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Leaving his uh, DOT helmet <laughs> in the sand saying, I wonder what people will think about finding this <laughs> right next to a bottle with a note in it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Mr. Ides over there. <laughs> over there in Norway, opening a box from Maine, and is attacked by live lobsters. Mark and Mac Mornings, only on liferadio.fm. Liferadio.fm, it's the Mark and Mac Show, and uh, you know, Mark, whenever I see a story out of Ohio, I think of two things. What's that? There was a guy... When, well, I lived in, uh, you know, I, I grew up in Southern California, mm-hmm. and I, people forget that when Jimmy Carter was elected, um, there was a recession that followed within a year, and and it was it was kind of difficult, you know. We we as a nation, we had this little bump in the road. Things were slow for a few years, and uh, so we ended up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, for two years. And anyway, during that time there, um, they have a very active uh, Air Force base, Kirtland Air Force Base, and lots of security out there i'm not sure everything they do but they do a lot of really secure stuff so i met a number of young people children my age you know that uh were uh air force families that traveled a lot well in our neighborhood there was a guy named uh, bill gamble and bill um was from ohio and i didn't know Okay, so this is my whole point. Whenever I see an Ohio story, I think of meeting Bill Gamble and finding out that a Buckeye is actually a Reese's peanut butter cup that's homemade. You know, it's a little ball of peanut butter with chocolate on it. And I found out that Ohio State, the college, is not just Ohio State, like Alabama or Auburn. It is called the Ohio State. Oh, the Ohio State. Not sure why. Okay. Yes, it's the Ohio State. You 
the Ohio State Buckeyes, but the Ohio State. You got to say that. Okay. If you don't, you're wrong. So whenever I see a story that says Ohio man, my first thought is the Ohio man. You know. <laughs> you know what my first thought is? Uh, Callahan Dave Auto. Nuts? No, Callahan Auto Parts, Sandus- <laughs> Sandusky, Ohio. That's what I think of <laughs> from that classic movie, Tommy Boy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of. <laughs> wow. That's what I think Went of. a little heavy on the pine uh, tree sink cologne, boy. <laughs> Oh, but that's what I think of. And there's a man who wanted to join the protests in Canada's capital over mask mandates. He called in a bomb threat. So police would waste their time chasing it. Well, they'll be chasing a bomb threat and not bothering the people, right? Uh, But he he called the wrong Ottawa. He he called it Mm. Ottawa, Ohio instead of Ottawa, Canada. The man, he's 20 year old, he's 20 years old from Akron, Ohio, called the Putnam County Sheriff's Office twice Monday. That's what Sheriff's Captain Brad (laughs) Brubaker said. The first time he made a bomb threat. And then the second call, he he said he'd been shot. (laughs) That's that's when the man found out he was talking with somebody in Ohio, not, not Canada. Quote, he wasn't paying attention and just called the first number he found. <laughs> he said he was mad about mask mandates. The sheriff's office said it would ask the county prosecutor to consider charges against the man. <laughs> you know, was his name Tommy? Tommy, you see these letters after that? <laughs> That's the state. <laughs> you, this is going to Columbus, Georgia. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I wonder if he took seven years to get out of college. Oh, yeah. A lot of people go to college for seven years. <laughs> yeah, I know. They're called I doctors. Know. They're called doctors. <laughs> yeah. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mag Show. Soundtrack of your life playing all day long. And we really do appreciate you guys. You know, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you sharing this via social media or, you know, rolling down your window at a stoplight and screaming, Hey, listen to live radio.fm. What? Whatever works. (laughs) We love it. And bacon candles for sale. Ooh, I'll line up for that. (laughs) There you go. See, that's the the station promotion we have to do. We have to, instead of life radio FM, people go, okay, good. Gotcha. Thanks. Thumbs up. Uh, Bacon candles. Ooh, what? (laughs) They're going to come for that. That's what I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying, Mark. I've I've got the wholesaler on Alibaba. Hold on. I'll get a mail. I'll get this done. Wait a minute. If you're going to buy bacon candles off of Alibaba.com. There's no telling what those things are made of. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it doesn't matter as long as they smell like bacon, though, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not turkey bacon, real bacon. <laughs> yeah, it has to the be real, real bacon flavor. real thing. Oh. <laughs> you look at turkey bacon, it's like looking at a scab. I ain't eating that. Come on. Uh, nasty varmint. Uh, yeah. Real bacon, real <laughs> fat, real Mark and Mac. There you go. We got the, yeah, Arby's got the meat. We got the fat. There you go. Uh-huh. 
LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And <laughs> sometimes Mark says things right before we go on the air. And it ain't a way homer. It's a way back on the air, you know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's just all I'm thinking of is why is it that when somebody dies, okay, mm, that yeah. all of a sudden all your friends show up with casseroles and food? And it's like, you know. <laughs> You could have done this when I was broken, hungry. Not now that my mom died. I mean, you got family. Basically, what you did is you gave me dishes to clean and food to get rid of. I can't eat all this. Come on. And I'm so particular about eating food. It's like, you bring me food. Now, I don't know what you did to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what your kitchen's like. I don't yeah. know what you cook in. I mean, yeah. not that. I mean, look, if you ever went into a kitchen at a restaurant with a black light, you know, look. <laughs> you know, no, don't do. You that. wouldn't eat there. You'd never eat out again. No, you no. would not eat there anywhere. And you wouldn't eat anywhere ever like again. <laughs> different standards about what yeah. you'll put up with. You know, yeah. you, you go to a restaurant, you'll drop a hundred dollars on a meal, but you know, at your house, if you see one bug, you're calling working. You know, <laughs> going crazy over this. You just, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <no. laughs> so anyway, I just, I, I thought about that because if you're, you know, if somebody passes away. And the conventional thing to do is the socially whatever, you know, they tell mm-hmm. Sheldon when they yeah. need him to it's do It's a social convention, stupid. yes. Bring food. Yeah. I remember when my mother passed away and, and friends brought, and I was, you know, I was young and, and people yeah. brought all this food. And yeah. I'm like, well, you guys are assuming I eat vegetables, apparently. Because <laughs> that ain't it. You know, it's like, I Meat, potatoes, Reese's peanut butter cups. That's uh, that's my that's, right. that's what I'm eating. And uh, look at me. Do I look like I eat veggies? Come on. I know. <laughs> I just remember thinking, really. So do I have to clean this before I return it, or can I just tell you I broke it? You know, I yeah. don't want to go. Th- you gave me work. You gave me food I don't want and work. I I mean I you know that's so so ungrateful. <laughs> I know it does. It's just I remember when my mother passed away. I didn't want to eat. You know, I didn't want to eat anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't want any company either. Right. I just wanted to be left alone, man. But well, that's the thing, you know, when I know everybody's a little different, but that's like the first thing people want to do is, well, we need to go visit. So and so just passed away. Mm. It's like, really? I mean, I don't know. I, I just, <laughs> not my thing. Yeah. Doesn't that seem like, uncom- like funerals too. You know, you go to a funeral, you've got a dead person and you're talking about him and, you know, I usually talk about people behind their back, but now it's right there and I'm talking right in front of her face, but she's not saying anything because she's dead, <laughs> but you can't speak ill of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> Bless your heart. And that all came out of, go a, to the husband and say that all came out of a conversation during the music about people fixing casseroles yeah. when somebody dies. <laughs> right. Which I still want to know the answer. Why would you, why do you bring food? I think that's I, the one time where people, I mean, I don't listen, get it. Listen, I know the way to get through that for you, and that's a bacon casserole. Yeah. So from now on, uh, <laughs> bacon casseroles for Dave. Just write that down. Actually, no. <laughs> Buy the Mark and Mac show bacon <laughs> candle. That way, it will always. LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And a little bit ago when we were talking about the ice fishing, okay, just yeah. just throwing this out there that it's not what I pictured, you know, in my head when we were first talking about it, Mark. Right, yeah. But I was wondering, have you ever been ice fishing? No. No. Okay. <laughs> I never have. You ever 
<laughs> I do know. I, I do know people. All the, uh, I know people who own bass boats who will fish twelve months out of the year. They'll stand on the boat and slap right. their rods against the side to break the ice off of them. Yep. <laughs> oh. Really? Yes. <laughs> Yikes! Uh-uh. And the reason is they've got that bass boat on that trailer sitting taking up one of the two garages in their home and they park outside, they park their truck outside mm-hmm. the bass boats inside. Right. And yeah. they've got so much money tied into it that they have to use it 12 months out of the year. So their wife won't destroy their lives. Oh, to justify it. <laughs> yes, okay. they have to, gotcha. yes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's funny. All right. <laughs> All right, Mark. Um, Millennium Tower Foundation. Yeah. Talk to me about this. Yeah, Millennium Tower's uh, building is under construction in San Francisco, right? And uh, it's not just sinking and tilting. It's also sliding. It's triggering a problem with one of its key systems. Um, This is according to the NBC Bay Area's investigative unit. Yes. Tilting. That's a big problem. Yes, it is. Sinking. Yes. That's a big problem. Uh But I'm guessing... If you're tilting and sinking, sliding just kind of goes with it. I, it's the trifecta of wrong is what it is if you're building a really <laughs> tall building. <laughs> the wow. engineer responsible for the ongoing retrofit. Building a really tall building in San yeah. Francisco just doesn't even sound smart. No, it doesn't. Uh, the, the engineer responsible for the ongoing retrofit of the troubled tower, guy named Ron Hamburger. I'm not making it up. Real last name. Ron Hamburger acknowledged last year what he called horizontal movement. <laughs> I love that. Yes, there's been a little horizontal movement. A horizontal movement of the 10-foot-thick foundation mat. That's according to documents provided to the city and reviewed by uh, NBC Bay Area. In one analysis, engineers estimate the building had moved as much as half an inch. But Hamburger said in a response to questions this week that the tower base has actually moved a full inch since construction. That movement, Hamburger acknowledged to city officials in August, is creating a widening gap between the 58-story high-rise and the mid-rise building adjacent to it which houses a five-floor underground parking garage that serves the tower quote given the present uh, westward tilt of the building about 24 inches as measured at the roof so think about that it's now tilting two feet to one side at the roof the gap between those two buildings in the east-west direction has widened by about an inch Uh, engineers fully considered the safety implications and determined that the building is not at risk due to the movement or any movement likely to occur before construction completion. Well, (laughs) well, that's nice. Hamburger says he doesn't think Mm. the gap will get worse during the ongoing work to stop the building from sinking. Once the work's completed, he said the settlement will stop at the northeast corner and the fix should offset some of the tilt. Um, That'd be good news for the problematic elevator system that links the garage to the tower where the widening gap had prompted state elevator inspectors to issue a preliminary compliance order in May of 2019. An inspection (laughs) of one of the two parking garage elevators found the elevator sill gap and that little gap between the bottom of the elevator and where you step out onto the floor Mm -hmm. had gone beyond the one and a quarter inch threshold which is the code. You can't have it any larger than that. In September of 2019, uh, elevator officials issued an order prohibiting use of that elevator, uh, and the documents suggest that Hmm. gap may have been as much as two inches. Yeah, that's a pretty big gap between the elevator and the floor you're stepping out onto. Um, Wow. 
Yeah. This month, Millennium officials submitted a compliance form to state elevator officials indicating that problem's been repaired. And you know how they repaired it? They just, they just, huh. they put a sill on the floor and just kind of took the gap up. They just added a little thing. <laughs> and that's what they did. <laughs> It's an optical illusion. Doesn't mean anything. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Pay no attention to that gap in the floor between the elevator and the floor. Don't step on that crack. Wow. You'll break your mother's back. I just have to wonder <laughs> when we're going to see the video of this building being imploded for insurance money, you know? <laughs> Tune in next year. Wow. <laughs> liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show hey um we do appreciate you listening and you know we try to point out that on liferadio.fm we have a daily bible reading it's the bible in a year now you can start you know at january 1st or you can just pick up where we are now it whatever way you want to do it also has an audio function so you can listen to it if you're you know so inclined um mark we have stories now on a regular basis of sharks, you know, close to shore or whatever yeah. and um, beached sharks and people trying to help. And I'm thinking there are just certain certain animals like sharks. OK, yeah, I don't think getting close to a shark's a good idea. <laughs> I don't either. They, there's a reason they've got a bad reputation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there's a video, a videographer is using a camera drone on a Florida beach. You know, it's like me. If I took my, my drone to the beach, right? Flying it out over the surf, watching people do their thing. He captured footage of a massive hammerhead shark that paid a visit to a group. Hey, Mark, of, can I ask you a question real yes, quick? Yes, you may. When you take your drone out to the beach, okay, mm -hmm. do you take your metal detector out there with you? Or do you do them one at a time? I, it's one at a time. You can't do both. I mean, okay. you can't you define? Well, I, mean, I didn't think you could. What if you fly your your you fly your drone into a condo while you're getting excited about finding that tin can on the beach? I mean, why? Hey, that's a lot of money to lose, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway, now back so, to the hammerhead. Anyway, so the camera drone uh, captures footage of a massive hammerhead shark paying a visit to a group of paddle boarders out in the water. Oh no! Evan Parnes <laughs> said he was flying his drone over the water in Palm Beach taking video of paddleboarders when he spotted a large shark curiously approaching the group of people. He says this massive hammer was all uh, was around all morning hunting for black tip sharks, and these paddleboarders got the experience of a lifetime. This shark checked them out multiple times. It's really amazing to see just how large that shark is next to the boards. Parnas says the shark didn't appear to be showing any signs of aggression towards the paddleboarders. He, he still found the encounter exciting. Quote, I, I'm thrilled I was able to capture such an incredible moment between dinosaur and man. He wrote that on Facebook. And the video, <laughs> when you see the video, I mean, this shark mm -hmm. is the size of two or three of these battle boards. It's, wow. just, it's just huge. And we're back to just yikes. We're back to that thing we talked about the other day about swimming in, in, you know, like when the guy got, mm -hmm. he got tossed off his boat in the, out in the ocean in the middle mm -hmm. of the night and had to swim to the oil derrick. Mm -hmm. you're thinking about what is bigger than me down under me that i can't see <laughs> <laughs> a lot <laughs> one of wow. the one of these that's what's down there <laughs> that guy that hammerhead swimming around going okay that's the appetizer here's the entree <laughs> all right you know yep liferadio.fm it's the mark and mac show and 
a couple of minutes ago, we were talking about the hammerhead shark that yeah. uh, is swimming underneath the paddle borders. And that drone footage is pretty amazing. You know, um, Mark has drone stuff, and uh, I'm amazed at what you're able to do with that in terms of, you know, the, the footage that you capture and uh, edit and all that is just really amazing. Mm. I'm th thinking, what happened when we were kids and we wanted something like that as a toy? And our parents, no, it's too expensive. You know, you'll break it. Mm. And so we grow up and now we buy them for, our, this is a toy that we now buy for ourselves. And yeah. <laughs> we have to find some way, you know, to make it seem like a good purchase. It's yeah. like, it's a hobby that can be expensive, but it's, it is, yeah. this type of video can't be obtained, you know, in normal. It's just cool. Yeah. I mean, it's scary, but, but cool at the same time. Yeah. I, I mean, you got some amazing stuff that you, your videos are pretty cool. It used to be that you had to, you know, fly a helicopter to be able to get that kind of footage right you know or pay yeah somebody it was shaky and grainy yeah, yeah exactly and right. now, and that's one of the things is how steady how rock steady the video is and yeah these drones it are, is cool the drones are just so the tech has gone so far i watched a guy yeah. there's a guy named ken heron who lives in tennessee yeah um is that and, beaner and ken yeah it's the ken from beaner and ken yeah and uh he's got a channel that's just there's just nothing but his he's into drones and they're seriously big into drones and so he does this he even has a thursday night live show on youtube all about drones and uh he did a thing with his ex one of his ex radio partners where they tested drones for wind resistance <laughs> and they got a leaf blower they got a leaf blower and they blew drones in the air just got them to hover and they just blew drones with the leaf blower mm. and it's amazing how stable they are just right up in the huh. you're literally in their face with a, a leaf blower and those right. things are just fighting as hard as they can to stay stable and still shooting really steady <laughs> video even in those incredible winds just amazing just wow but that's but, me know, geeking out there. i've watched the the drone footage you know at the beach yeah. because it really is amazing what you can see yeah but when you're if you get into youtube land looking at this stuff the next thing you end up with are sailing gone wrong that's another one that pops up you know with that and yeah. it's like every time i see these i'm thinking why would anybody pay you know to do something like this that i'm telling you it a i'm afraid of heights mm. b i didn't go to the beach to scare myself i went to the beach to <laughs> relax and i'm thinking yeah every time i see these parasailing videos where they went oh. wrong all i'm thinking of oh. you and you paid for that yeah. you know mm-hmm Yikes. Yeah, you're going to pay for it. And then they slam into buildings or like in this yeah. one, there's a storm coming up, a thunderstorm or whatever. And they're like, hey, they can't pull him in. He's up too high. The oh, wind's too strong. No. Oh, my gosh. What's going to happen? And then the thing breaks and the guy's gone. And they're like, I wanted to see well, what happened, but I couldn't find it. And so I looked in the obituaries. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Life Radio FM, Mark and Max Show, winding. You know what, Mark? It's yeah. Friday. We're done. Oh my gosh! I was thinking <laughs> we're winding down the show, but it's like no, we're winding down the week. Oh, oh. my goodness! Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, we're a little excited. There you go. <laughs> I love it. So, Mark's going to go and plan his uh, excursion. With our buddy Mike Eccles as they go and tackle the thrift stores, you know, they're the guys standing out there waiting in line at eight in the morning. Come on, open the door, open the door, open the door. You meet for breakfast. They start planning at 5 a.m., you know, on Saturday morning. No. Meanwhile, no, we don't. I will be we'll, sitting here we'll be thinking planning today. 
Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll be figuring out the label that we need for our bacon scented candles. That's what I'm going to be doing. The marketing. I'm serious. You think I'm kidding? Uh-uh. I'm telling you, man. You, we want to market this show, Mark. That's the way to do it. If we offer Mark and Mac official bacon scented candles, and then <gasps> Mark and Mac studio smelling candles. There no, you go. That's no. a whole new line. That's that's the one we, we want to get rid of, everybody. Because no, no, just then, no. The Mark and Mac show, Hank the dog candles. <laughs> Ooh, buddy. I'm telling you, man, we got, we're onto something here. Uh, we were at bacon, but uh, no, the other one's not so much. That bacon, man, a bacon scented candle. I'm telling you, you know, it'd really be funny if you, and I mean, this in the nicest way possible. Yeah. We could send it to all those people on that 600-pound live show. Say, Here's a candle for you. Can you imagine what that'd be like? You know, them sitting around there trying to stick to a 1,200-calorie-a-day diet. What does that smell? I'm smelling bacon. I'm so hungry. You I'm know so what? Hungry. I am almost willing to do that just for, the, just for the momentary thrill of seeing on the shelf in the background of some shot the Mark and Mac show bacon-scented <laughs> candle. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on liferadio.fm.